love is at the heart of everything we do, whether it's saving shelter pets, whether it's helping people care for their pets, whether it's pet cancer treatment, love is at the heart of it. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Hello, friend. Today on Dog Cancer Answers, we're looking at one of the resources out there doing good for dogs with cancer, Petco Love. Used to be called Petco Foundation, but they have their own initiatives now, so they've changed their name to Petco Love. And President and Executive Director Suzanne Koget is going to explain how Petco Love raises money, how they fund universities and research, and how you can directly benefit from their foundation efforts, and also how you can help them with their efforts. Suzanne Kogut, thank you for joining us today. I am happy to be here. I love that Petco Love changed its name from the Petco Foundation to Petco Love. So who came up with the idea for calling Petco Foundation Petco Love? You know, it's a little bit of a team effort, but I have to you have to say we really were looking to to really talk about who we are a little bit differently because I think we were transitioning from really Petco Foundation has always been a nonprofit. We weren't actually a foundation. We just operated as a foundation. Okay. And so as we are transitioning into, there are certain things like Love Lost that we will do ourselves, that we then will be more operational. We wanted to change our name because we weren't solely going to be operating as a foundation. So we knew that we wanted to change our name, but everything that we do and our entire mission is about our love for pets. It became really sort of simple and it's just like, why not just pet go love? Like it just makes, it makes so much sense. It is something that I think people relate to really well. And love is at the heart of everything we do, whether it's you know, saving shelter pets, whether it's helping people care for their pets, whether it's pet cancer treatment, love is at the heart of it. You know, it's it's why we have pets. It's all about love, the love in our lives. So it just became so obvious to us once we got going. It's a wonderful name. And just for our listeners, describe the distinction between being a nonprofit and a foundation and what exactly you mean by that. Because I don't think everybody knows what a foundation means, what it does. So a foundation, most times when it's a foundation, it's the enemy is a private foundation. So in the case of your money comes from one source, mm-hmm. whether it's an individual or a corporation, and what you do then is give out those funds to others that are on the ground doing things. Okay. For us, the funds that support Petco Love come nationwide, and, and the primary way our support comes through is that customer in a Petco store. And so it isn't just one entity. It really is so many donors. And that $2 donation at the register and a Petco pet care center, you know, it's like the little amounts can make huge impact. And that's really who we are. And since we were not only going to just give money to others, but sometimes there were situations where we felt From a national standpoint, someone needed to do something nationally to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So Petco Love Lost is one area. There was no national lost and found database for pets. 
And so we've created that and it's using pet facial recognition technology. And we want to help make sure when people lose their pet, they go back to the families that love them. They don't need to go to the shelter. And then if the person doesn't know about the shelter, then go get readopted in a new home. We want to make sure that lost pets go back to the families that lost them. That's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're just getting started on that. So. so how does someone register their pet with Love Lost? How does that work? Yeah, they just go on our website and they can register their pet in advance. And this, you know, if your pet goes lost, you are in a panic, right? Yeah. You don't want to go through registering, finding a photo. You don't want to do anything. You just want to hit a button. So we always tell people, do it in advance, register your pet. And then if your pet goes lost, you just sign in and, and hit, I lost my pet. It goes there. It goes on our system. And, you know, when it'll be a real game changer is when we really do have ubiquitous use. Like everyone is just funneling any lost or any found pet. And it enables people to chat to one another within our, in the system. So you found a pet. You may want to make sure the person that said they lost it is really the person you want, may want to ask some questions before you share your personal contact. You can do that all within our system. And so that's our goal right now. It's, it's crazy. If you lose a pet, you know, people will say, well, go on next door, go on Facebook, put flyers on, go make sure your microchip is registered. All that. There's 20 things that people will tell you to do. We want just there to be one central location. And we think we can revolutionize this and make sure lost pets get find their way back home. So we're in the very beginning, but we, it's, it's really an important priority for us. That's incredible. So that is an example of the kind of thing that Petco Love is doing as an organization that's directly serving animal lovers all across. I assume this is everywhere Petco is, which is in the U.S. In the U.S. right now, although we've a lot of our partners, we've got had a lot of Canada animal shelters. One of the things our system does is all that we're coordinating with the shelters so all the pets that are coming into shelters are loading up into our system too. Oh. So you may not have to go visit six shelters in your area. If there are pets in the shelter, you can figure out like, oh, my pet's over in this shelter and I can go get it. And so our goal is to have all the shelters on, all people using it. It's that direct-to-consumer solution to help animals. And, and you know, we think there's probably opportunities going forward where we can make a national impact in that way too. It certainly seems like it. So that initiative is called Love Lost. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things that you're doing at Petco Love? Of course, our listeners are going to want to hear about your cancer initiatives for dogs. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we get into that topic? Yeah, this is something also near and dear to my heart. We did a national initiative to make available 1 million free pet vaccines for parvo and distemper for dogs and for panleukopenia for cats, because those are diseases that are highly preventable. And believe it or not, not all pets are vaccinated and pets can die, you know, from those diseases or the fact that pet parents just can't afford treatment for those diseases. Mm -hmm. We've gotten about 900,000 plus vaccines out there so far. And we surveyed, these are sort of mass clinics that are really targeted to areas where people may not be vaccinating their pets. And when we surveyed people attending those clinics, about half of them said that their pet had never been vaccinated. We know we are making a tremendous difference by stopping 
you know, these very highly preventable yet deadly diseases. So that is something we'll look at about whether we continue that going forward, because we believe it's made such a tremendous impact. Is that still going on? If somebody wants to vaccinate their animal, can they go to their local Petco or how does that work? We have a freevaccines.org, or you can go to the Petco Love website, Okay, and there'll be Petco Love Care. There's a tab for care, and if you click that on, it'll show you whether there's an organization that is offering that in your area. And again, we're still trying to get mass national reach, but we're really doing it through our partners that are holding mass vaccine clinics, and that's how we can do the most. Oh, I see. That makes sense. Yeah. They have the facilities and the infrastructure to get jabs in forearms (laughs) or necks or whatever, wherever the vaccine. Yeah, wait, there was one clinic, they did over a thousand vaccines in one day, which is just incredible, right? So super happy about that because those diseases can be also very costly to treat. And the best thing to do is stop them from ever happening. Absolutely. So what are you doing with, I know you've been funding a lot of cancer research. Talk a little bit about that and let our listeners who's mostly dogs have cancer or who are advocating for people whose dogs have cancer, let them know how they can, what it is that Petco Love has to offer. So fighting pet cancer has been something that Petco Love has been working towards since 2010. And mainly, you know, this is investing in others that are on the ground, whether it's research or treating. So we've invested $18 million in fighting pet cancer because pet cancer really is the number one disease, you know, disease-related killer of our pets. And so some of that has been subsidized treatment. So for pet parents that can't afford treatment, and some of that has been in funding research. Okay. We started this partnership with Blue Buffalo early on to raise funds. And again, that's a lot of raising funds in our store because if you've had a pet or you've had multiple pets, there is a high likelihood that you have been impacted. One of your pets has been impacted with cancer. I lost my first pet to cancer. Just, I think it was about a year ago now, I lost two pets. One was prostate cancer and the other one was um, liver cancer. And the year before that uh, was melanoma. Mm. So if you've had multiple pets or you've just, I mean, it's there's a high likelihood that you've had a pet that's been impacted by cancer. And so this has really been a priority for Pet Go Love. And there's a lot of research around, you know, cancer for humans, but we still have a long way to go with respect to our pets. But there are a lot of new innovative treatments that are coming around. So what kinds of research have you funded in the past or are you currently funding that you're really excited about? Yeah. So we started early on funding research with Morris Animal Foundation, and Morris has worked a lot with osteosarcoma and continues to do so. And so we've continued to fund that research. Mm -hmm. We've also funded some research with the the University of Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. their veterinarian college. And the first research project that we funded was one looking at canine mammary tumors Uh and looking at the differences in how these tumors advance and the different treatments that can be applied. And what was really interesting about this is there's another area that Petco Love is very passionate about, and it's saving shelter pets. 
But this research was actually working with shelters around the area. And if they had any pets that came in with mammary tumors, they were treating those pets, but also studying the tumors. So here we are, that's sort of a win-win all around. I mean, not a win when it comes to, you know, with cancer, that's not a great thing. But at the end of the day, if we can provide a treatment, find that pet that was in a shelter with cancer, you know, that maybe, you know, they would not ever be able to treat, then find it a foster home and eventually an adoptive home and research that to provide better treatments going forward. You know, that was an easy one that we knew we wanted to get involved with. But we had such a great experience with the University of Pennsylvania. We also funded another research project that they had, which was focused on immunotherapy for canines with lymphoma. And this was Dr. Nikki Mason at University of Pennsylvania looking at this. And this was really looking at applying the same type of immunotherapy currently being used for people Mm -hmm. and then looking at how this could be used with dogs. And they were finding really great success, really increasing the lifespan. I remember when we've talked about it and some of the dogs they thought were only going to live maybe a year after, you know, two years later, still surviving and really extending their lifespan. Yeah. Do you remember if those dogs were also getting like a CHOP, you know, standard protocols for lymphoma chemotherapy in addition to the vaccine? Or was this just the vaccine that they were getting? This was just the vaccine. Wow. This was just the vaccine is my understanding. Yes. Wow. And it was very interesting because shortly after we funded that, I had a dog that had melanoma. And they had immunotherapy vaccine. And, you know, where I lived here in San Antonio, we talked about it. And, you know, they said that chemotherapy really wasn't as helpful for um, melanoma, but they had some really great responses to the immunotherapy vaccine. And he did. It extended his life maybe longer than they originally thought it was going to be. He did end up, Mm -hmm. you know, passing away. But I think I I got more time with them. And the great thing I think about immunotherapy and the vaccine is this was a dog that was very scared and was going to the vet was not a good experience for him. And here's a treatment that is as simple as going for a quick vet visit and they can be out. And I think that was That was actually what enticed me to even pursue that treatment for him. Yeah. Just one poke, one poke, and then you're done. (laughs) It's kind of a miraculous. We're getting more and more treatments that feel really, really cutting edge and exciting. And the dogs are almost always able to accept them more because they seem to be less invasive, the ones that are coming down the pike. So it's very exciting. And it's interesting. I think sometimes, you know, it'll start with human treatments, you know, being extended to pets. And then I know there's a lot in sort of the comparative oncology space where sometimes starting on the pet side can actually be even more helpful. I mean, I think that's the same with the mammary tumors, right? They are very common in dogs and dogs will get multiple tumors. So there's an opportunity that you have learnings there that can apply to the human side. We also funded Oklahoma State University's clinical trials in using focused ultrasound technology, which is a way to really target treatments on tumors as an alternative to either chemotherapy or radiation 
to basically extract that tumor. And that's another thing that came from the human health side, right? The focus ultrasound technology first started on the human side. OSU is the first university to put that treatment towards dogs. And I remember just even in the writing of their application for this, they were talking about a dog that received the treatment. And it's a very, like I said, very targeted. I don't claim to know exactly the mechanics behind it. Right. But they just talk about how the tumor fell off and it, it, after the treatments and how it didn't come back. And Sounds good. Um, so they're really looking. <laughs> that sounds great. A vaccine or a tumor that just comes off. And sounds good to me. And, but they said, you know, really just looking at those clinical trials now to see what are the types of tumors that respond well to this treatment and what are the types of tumors that don't. And again, this was another of those the situations where we could actually help either shelter pets or pet parents who couldn't afford this type of treatment for their pet, mm-hmm. allow them to get the treatment through a clinical trial that then furthered the research for better treatments. And so I think, you know, those again are, it's great situations where you can take advantage of helping pets that otherwise wouldn't get the treatment and then furthering research as well. And you're also, my understanding is that you're also directly funding some people for their own pets, their own dogs' cancer treatments, that you're working together with universities. Is that correct? Tell me a little bit about that program. Yeah, so we do have a subsidized pet cancer treatment with universities. And I think there's 12 veterinarian oncology universities in our program right now. So Probably, you know, the top universities, you know, Colorado State, Cornell, LSU, North Carolina, Ohio, Texas A&M, UC Davis and California, University of Florida. I think we've hit everywhere. I think Wisconsin and Tennessee, too. So I think we've got it dispersed around the country. And this is, I mean, if people cannot afford treatment for their pets, this is a subsidized treatment fund to help those pets get pet cancer treatment. And I will say that the one thing that I think surprised me when we first started offering this program is just the level of appreciation and thanks from the universities themselves, because there will often be subsidized treatment programs for conditions that maybe have a very, very high probability of success. Right. But cancer, pet cancer doesn't always have that, you know, and There is not a lot of funding for treatment. And yet, you know, they're faced with these pets in front of them and they want to help them. They want to provide what they can for them to get the treatment. And this type of funding really didn't exist. So they were just all so thankful and so appreciative that they could use this fund to help pet parents and those pets that otherwise weren't going to be able to get pet cancer treatment. So... Petco Love gives a funding source directly to these universities that they can give out at their discretion. Is that the idea? Yes. And what we've really done is allowed each university to really set the criteria because it will be different for each university. So for instance, Colorado State really wanted to use this fund to further research and treatment. So they really wanted their fund to be used for clinical trials. 
And because of that, some of the costs per animal may be higher. Mm -hmm. Another university could just say, we want it for this specific reason. And so we allowed each university to set their criteria. They know what the pet parents that are coming to them are being faced with. And, you know, we want to put them in the position of making the best decisions that they feel um, are necessary for their clientele. That's wonderful. So if one of our listeners is near a big university, one of the ones that you mentioned, and we'll put links to all of this in our show notes so they can find them easily. So do they ask the university about the availability of funds for their specific pet's cancer? Yes, they would go directly to the university and see what the criteria is there. And we do have a couple of funds that are separate from the university, Mosby Foundation, Face Foundation in California. There's another organization called the Pet Fund, and they also will fund pet cancer treatment, and they'll establish their own criteria as well. So there's alternatives in case, you know, the universities aren't near you. Right. But all of those entities are being funded by Petco Love. Correct. To make sure that people have the funds they need for their pet's cancer and each one of them sets their own criteria. That's really, really powerful help for people. And I have to tell you, I think it, I can't remember the numbers for each, but just I look at how many pets would not have been able to receive treatment at all, but for these funds. And it just, it just makes you feel wonderful that you can help because it's devastating when a pet parent gets a diagnosis of cancer for their pet to further that, to say, I just can't afford treatment. And, you know, we realize that we know we're not hitting every pet out there that has cancer, but doing what we can and continuing that support for some of those pets to get the treatment really just makes all the difference. It certainly does. So I have a question for you. How does an attorney who used to work for Capital One (laughs) get into (laughs) dog-related nonprofit work? Yeah, it doesn't really seem like the typical path. It's even crazier if you understand that. I actually grew up in a family that we didn't have a lot of pets. And I have wonderful parents, but they, they weren't really pet lovers. And so it really was... When I had my first job as a lawyer, that I got my first dog and that I really just experienced that unconditional love that a pet brings into your life. And he did pass away from cancer. And it was when he passed away that I was, I started looking and to getting another pet. And that's when I discovered the number of pets that were available for adoption in shelters. Mm -hmm. So I adopted two dogs and then all of a sudden became the volunteer arm of that nonprofit in a different state. Like they weren't even in, I was in Virginia, they were in New York state. Oh my goodness. And I all of a sudden became like, oh, we're now in Virginia and I was their volunteer arm. And it sort of spiraled (laughs) from that. You know, you just start learning more and learning more. And I said, wow, I always knew that I wanted to do something in my life towards public service and just experiencing the love that pets bring in our life. And then knowing the fact that so many of them needed us to make a difference and that I could put my business and my legal background for use to help more animals. 
Yeah. So I, I, I just did. I just applied for, I, you know, ran a shelter for seven years too. I ran a shelter at a time when they were euthanizing a lot of animals and just really came in and put some good business practices together and changed things. And we were saving animals within a year and then just kept doing in that and became an example for others. Cause I started at a time where 60% of the animals in shelters were being euthanized. It's not so much anymore. We're still euthanizing pets though in shelters, but I think it's a lot better now. And I hope I had a small part in bringing up, you know, that change about in other organizations too. So I think it's, this is a perfect opportunity for me where I am here at Petco Love to help others and to then even go beyond. So we need to help shelter pets, but we also need to help pet parents and pets that are in homes where people can't afford their care for pets too. So we're, you know, that access to care and the vaccine campaign and pet cancer treatment, all those things flow from that. So Amazing. What's the name of the shelter that you ran? I have it in my notes, but I can't find it. Yeah, it's Charlottesville Albemarle SPCA. Ah, UVA. Yes, Central Virginia, right next to UVA. And I'm always thankful for that organization for giving me the first shot at running an organization. Because I will say, despite all my experience, none of it was in running shelters. And I applied for a lot of jobs. (laughs) And I got a lot of rejection letters. I felt like I was on a law school getting rejection <laughs> letters because I didn't have any experience. But Charlottesville brought me in and, you know, we did some amazing things together there. And I'm grateful for that community because they are a community that pulled together and saving all the dogs in their community. It's a wonderful place. Amazing. Thank you so much for your service to our animals. Anybody listening knows how important it is that people like you with smarts and skills are involved because that's how we all, you know, the the love that we all share is best supported with intelligent decision making on all levels. So how lucky we all are to have someone like you behind the scenes in all these ways. I mean, I, I encourage, and if anyone's ever thinking about switching careers, I will say my first nonprofit job running that shelter was the hardest job ever. It's hands down the most rewarding thing I ever did. And so I encourage anyone who's thinking about making a change to do it. You'll never regret it. Wonderful. That feels like a good place to take a break. And when we come back, I want to hear a story, a dog story from you, Suzanne. And now, a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpuff. The green, grassy, beef liver spike smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpuff, traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. It helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I wouldn't have it any other way. I want my Everpuff. It just makes me feel good. I am so grateful to be your dog and for the Everpup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. 
Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup, every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damian Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year's subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with Suzanne Kogut from Petco Love. And you were about to tell me a story about a dog who you helped through Petco Love. Yeah, there was, I, I think it's interesting to me because it was a young woman who was studying to be a veterinarian. Ah. And her own pet got cancer and she received treatment from, you know, Petco Love Blue Buffalo Pet Cancer Treatment Fund at the university. And her pet received radiation treatment that she would not have been able to afford. So it really- Radiation is expensive. It is. I don't know that there's many pet cancer treatments that aren't a little bit pricey, but radiation, (laughs) it can be very, you know, pricey. But her pet's doing really good. And she's now a veterinarian too in Nacogdoches, Texas. So- she received treatment at LSU and now her pet's doing good. I just think that's a sort of full circle story as far as like what a difference that makes. Yeah, it makes a huge difference when you have that kind of support. One of the things I think we should do is encourage everybody to get pet insurance <laughs> so that those decisions become less about finances and more about what you're doing in the moment for your dog or your cat or your Hamster. I think it's a great point. And, you know, honestly, it's a very low percentage of pet parents that have pet insurance. And I think it's a really great thing. You need it when, especially when things like this happen. Yeah. Are there any other stories you want to share with our listeners? Well, I always love a story. We also, one of the things that we also do that's just a little bit different is we actually created a shelter pet cancer treatment fund too. So shelter pets that have cancer, the shelter can come to Pet Go Love and get funding to get either diagnostics or treatment for that pet before they put that pet up for adoption. So Mm. these are pets that probably would never make it up for adoption. And there was a a young dog, Kiwi. I love the name Kiwi for a dog, right? (laughs) It's adorable. (laughs) Kiwi the dog was at Rancho Coastal Humane Society. And he was able to receive treatment for cancer and then was adopted. And he was adopted cancer-free too. So it was a tumor and he was able to get the treatment needed so he could find a new home. That's wonderful. So it was early enough. It was caught early. Sounds like it was a maybe a surgery or something that removed it with no metastasis. And so he was able to be, because ad- that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. No. That dog would not have been adoptable. That's absolutely right. Now that we're seeing shelters are saving more lives, things like this make the difference. Thank you, Suzanne. You know, we don't like to ask people to donate to things unless we've verified that they're a solid charity. So I'm happy to report that Petco Love (laughs) rates very highly with Charity Navigator, which is the navigating tool we use. And so if people want to donate, because our listeners often are listening long after their own dogs have passed on from cancer. They become very passionate supporters of other people, and they like to donate once in a while. 
to worthy causes. So is it as simple as going to Petco and putting a few dollars in the jar on the way out? If they're shopping online, is there a way to donate online? Like how can people give you funds so you can disperse them in these worthy ways? If you're shopping at Petco, you can donate directly right in a Petco store. If you're shopping online, there's actually the ability to donate online as well. And you could always just go to our website too at petcolove.org too. So, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Suzanne. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's wonderful sharing and, you know, thank you for what you're doing and spreading all of the different work that's being done to help dogs with cancer. And thank you, listener. We are so happy to shine a light on some of the people and organizations who help dogs with cancer. And of course, we, the people who love them. Visit dogcanceranswers.com to check out all of the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And if you have a dog with cancer and need someone to talk to, join our support group on Facebook at dogcancersupport.com. We have a welcoming community of dog lovers who all understand what you're going through. I'm Molly Jacobson, and from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'm wishing you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.